Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Leviticus 23. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would understand more about your great plan to save us through Jesus, your plan for the whole world, your wonderful plan. We thank you through him. Amen. Leviticus 23. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, The festivals of Yahweh that you shall proclaim are holy assemblies. These are my appointed times. For six days work is to be done, and on the seventh day shall be a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy assembly. You shall not do any work. It shall be a Sabbath for Yahweh in all your dwellings. These are Yahweh's appointed times holy assemblies which you shall proclaim at their appointed time. In the first month, on the fourteenth of the month, at the evening is Yahweh's Passover, and on the fifteenth day of the month is Yahweh's Feast of Unleavened Bread. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day there shall be a holy assembly for you. You shall not do any regular work, and you shall present an offering for Yahweh made by fire for seven days, On the seventh day there shall be a holy assembly. You shall not do any regular work. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you come to the land that I am about to give to you, and you reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest to the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before Yahweh for your acceptance. The priest shall wave it on the day after the Sabbath, And on the day of your waving the sheaf, you shall offer a yearling male lamb without defect as a burnt offering to Yahweh. And its grain offering shall be two-tenths of an ephah of finely milled flour mixed with oil, an offering made by fire for Yahweh, an appeasing fragrance. And its libation shall be a fourth of a hen of wine. And you shall not eat bread or roasted grain or ripe grain until this very same day until you present your God's offering. This must be a lasting statute for your generations in all your dwellings. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day of your bringing the wave offerings sheaf. There shall be seven full weeks. Until the day after the seventh Sabbath, you shall count fifty days. Then you shall present a new grain offering for Yahweh. You shall bring from your dwellings for a wave offering two loaves of bread made with two-tenths of an ephah of finely milled flour. They must be baked with leaven, the first fruits belonging to Yahweh. And in addition to the bread, you shall present seven yearling male lambs without defects, and one young bull, and two rams. They shall be a burnt offering for Yahweh, with their grain offering and their libations, an offering made by fire, an appeasing fragrance for Yahweh. And you shall offer one he-goat as a sin offering, and two yearling male lambs as a sacrifice of fellowship offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits as a wave offering before Yahweh, in addition to the two male lambs. They shall be holy for Yahweh for the priest. And you shall make a proclamation on this very same day. It shall be a holy assembly for you. You shall not do any regular work. This is a lasting statute in all your dwellings throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, 
you must not finish the edge of your field at your reaping, and you must not glean the remnants of your harvest. You shall leave them behind, for the needy and for the alien. I am Yahweh your God. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you must have a rest period, a remembrance of the trumpet blast, a holy assembly. You must not do any regular work, and you shall present an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Surely the day of atonement is on the tenth day of the seventh month. It shall be a holy assembly for you, and you shall deny yourselves, and you shall present an offering made by fire to Yahweh. And you must not do any regular work on this very same day, because it is the day of atonement, to make atonement for you before Yahweh your God. If there is any person who does not deny himself on this very same day, then he shall be cut off from his people. As for any person who does any work on this very same day, I will exterminate that person from the midst of his people. You must not do any work. It is a lasting statute throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It is a Sabbath of complete rest for you, and you shall deny yourselves on the ninth day of the month in the evening. From evening to evening you must observe your extraordinary Sabbath. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites, saying, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, this shall be the feast of booths for seven days for Yahweh. On the first day there shall be a holy assembly. You must not do any regular work. For seven days you must present an offering made by fire to Yahweh. On the eighth day it shall be a holy assembly for you, and you shall present an offering made by fire to Yahweh. It is a celebration. You must not do any regular work. These are Yahweh's festivals, which you must proclaim, holy assemblies to present an offering made by fire to Yahweh, burnt offering and grain offering, sacrifice and libations, each on its proper day, besides Yahweh's Sabbaths, and besides your gifts, and besides your vows, and besides all your free will offerings that you give to Yahweh. Surely on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, at your gathering the land's produce, you shall hold Yahweh's festival for seven days. On the first day there shall be a rest period, and on the eighth day a rest period. And on the first day you shall take for yourselves the first fruit of majestic trees, branches of palm trees, and branches of a leafy tree, and of a brook's poplar trees. And you shall rejoice before Yahweh, your God, for seven days. And you must hold it as a festival for Yahweh for seven days in the year, it shall be a lasting statute throughout your generations. In the seventh month you must hold it. You must live in the booths for seven days. All the natives in Israel must live in the booths, so that your generations shall know that I made the Israelites live in booths when I brought them from the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your God. Thus Moses announced to the Israelites Yahweh's appointed times. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In this chapter, Yahweh briefly explains each of the major holidays. But interestingly, he starts with something that happened every week rather than once a year. The Sabbath. The Sabbath was one of the Ten Commandments. And so that command, out of the Ten Commandments, really stands for all of the sacred days. So 
here we have a bit more of an explanation of all the special days. And doing no work is something that is stated on many of the major holy days. The first day is Passover, which happens in the first month, and kicks off the seven days of unleavened bread. They were to have a holy assembly on the first and seventh day, and not work on those days. Then there's the Feast of First Fruits. No specific date is given here for when this occurs, but apparently it was done two days after the Passover, so it actually happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The idea is to bring some of the first fruit of the harvest to God. It was specified that it would be on the first day of the week. They weren't allowed to eat from the crop themselves until they bring the first to God. He doesn't specify here, but this was probably associated with the barley harvest. Then the next feast is the Feast of Weeks. This is also associated with first fruits. They would count seven weeks from the day after the Sabbath when the first fruits were brought. So this was always celebrated on a Sunday. If you take seven weeks plus the extra day because of the day after the Sabbath, you get 50 days. So in the New Testament, they use the term Pentecost because of the 50 days. Interestingly, for this feast, they are commanded to include leaven in the bread that they bake to offer to God. It wouldn't be burned on the altar, but would be waved to God and then eaten by the priest. There were other offerings made that would be burned on that day. They would have a holy assembly and not work on that day. Then, connected with the idea of harvest and offering to God, he mentions that they must leave some things in their field for the needy, the edges, and anything that they drop or miss when they harvest. So these feasts were grouped together toward the beginning of the year and the beginning of the harvest. Then we don't have any more special holy days until the seventh month, when we have a group of holy days. It starts with the trumpets on the first day of the seventh month. They would blow a trumpet and then have a day with a holy assembly and no work. Then on the tenth day of the seventh month is the Day of Atonement. This was the one day a year when the high priest would go into the most holy place to take the blood to make atonement for himself and for the people. They again have to have a holy assembly and do no work, but they also were to deny themselves this day. I believe that means not to eat. Then the final feast starts on the 15th day of the seventh month. It is the Feast of Booths, and it lasts for seven days. They would have a holy assembly and do no work on the first and eighth days. So that is all the feasts. But then he circles back and gives more details on the last feast. The Feast of Booths. It was also a harvest festival. It came at the end of the harvest season. They would take branches from trees and build shelters or booths for themselves to live in and it is supposed to be a joyful festival. For some people who like camping out, that would come naturally. Others would maybe have to work at being joyful to live in the booze. Later on, the Jews would specify that by living in the booze, it just meant that they had to eat at least one meal in the booze each day of the feast. So maybe that was a concession to people who wouldn't actually enjoy sleeping in the booze overnight. What God specifies here is just that they should live in them and be joyful. And of course, since it comes at the end of the harvest, I expect there was plenty of food involved. And now for a deeper dive. So what do these special days mean for us today? Well, the Passover clearly points to Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross. The Feast of Unleavened Bread 
happens at the same time, and leaven represents sin. So the unleavened bread represents the sinlessness of Jesus. The first fruits feast would also happen during this time, and I think that that points us to the resurrection of Jesus as the first fruits from the grave. Then, seven weeks later, you have the Feast of Weeks, where leavened bread was given to God. This is the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, when the church is started. So that is the first fruits of people turned to God, and the leaven represents people coming in with their sins. Of course, Jesus gives the forgiveness. Then there is a gap between the feasts, and I believe that we are living in that gap right now. During that time, the Israelites would be working in their fields to bring in the full harvest. Then the end of the harvest season arrives in the seventh month with the blowing of trumpets. Paul connects the trumpet to the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52. In a moment, in the blink of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. So, I believe that we haven't reached the seventh month yet. So, the things in the seventh month are yet future, so we don't really know their fulfillment as well. We get a connection to the Day of Atonement in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. He says, And not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered once for all into the most holy place, obtaining eternal redemption. You can read the whole chapter for the context there, but it sounds like the Hebrews writer is saying that Jesus has already brought his blood into the most holy place, which is connected with the Day of Atonement, but there may still be a greater completion of this holy day, or perhaps the Hebrews writer is speaking as if it's happened of something that is yet future. Finally, there's the Feast of Booze, which is characterized by rejoicing. So, I think that we can say that the fulfillment for that feast is yet in the future, and that there will be great joy, and we can leave it at that. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.